0: Welcome to the Commerce Tomorrow podcast, your one stop to learn about the technology that's powering the future of commerce. Here are your hosts, Dirk and Kelly.
1: Hello, everybody. This is a new episode of Commerce Tomorrow. We are recording again from beautiful Las Vegas uh, at the Shop Talk conference. Uh, This is Dirk speaking. And I'm Kelly. Today we have a special guest. We have Martin from Media Market Saturn joining who is attending here as well as a speaker. I think it's tomorrow you're speaking, right? Yes, that's right. So looking forward to that. Um, Maybe before we dive into, um, how's the shop Talk Conference in Las Vegas so far for you?
0: Yeah, it's actually great. It's really impressive. A lot of interesting speakers, a lot of uh, new content um, and a very impressive crowd of people coming here to Las Vegas to look at the future of retail. Awesome. So
1: b- before we now um, dive into um, everything that you are doing, um, probably in the US, not everybody is familiar sh- first with you. So yes. in, in, in Europe, we, 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 we know yet. each other <laughs> since, since a while, right? So we, we know each other since a while. And in, in Europe, I can say you're already famous uh, in our industry, all right? So, um, but yeah, for those that don't know you, uh, maybe you can introduce yourself a little bit.
0: Yeah, so my name is Martin Wild. I like the white in English, it sounds very cool. Um, um, my name, no, sorry, I'm, I'm the Chief Innovation Officer for Media Markt Saturn Retail Group. We are Europe's largest consumer electronics retailer. For Americans, it's very similar to Best Buy. We think we are a little more innovative and apparently cooler. Um, and we r- really uh, own the, the European consumer electronics space and we have been a late starter, but now we want to really drive the next level of Of retail and 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 be pioneering uh, how the future of retail could look like.
1: We'll talk about that later on a lot, right? Especially where you're innovative, a lot of new stuff that you're currently on. What's interesting about you is so now you are um, at the head of uh, one of the largest retail companies in electronics um, in the world. But actually, you have an entrepreneurial background, right? So it's not that you always worked in a big corporate kind of organization.
0: you actually founded your own own company. Mm-hmm. So I was 18. I founded the company. Um, it was an IT company um, and it was bootstrapped from day one. So no venture capital back then. It was not that easy. It was 1979. Uh, 19, no, sorry, 1997. I was born in 1979. Uh, <laughs> but very similar. It would be even more impressive. But it wasn't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was 18. So I went launched a yeah. company. In 2002, I then I launched an online shop. Um, I started to really try to sell uh, consumer electronics in a different way uh, and this company grew from 2002 to 2008 to a turnover of 100 million uh, 18 sorry it was 80 million when i when i sold it uh, fully fully focused on on being bootstrapped and making money from day one uh, after selling the company um, i lived in florida for a while and, and then joined media turn. So, so i'm an entrepreneur and i i still i think i still i am because as a chief innovation officer i really get to work on on really good innovations and really have entrepreneurial spirit to, to drive the future of retail. So I've, I've always been somebody trying to build new, new stuff in new ways, how we shop with each other. And, and that, that's what's driving me.
2: So how would you define a chief innovation officer compared to a chief digital officer or chief information officer? Or, yeah. or take your pick of similar roles. So how do you uniquely differentiate your role?
0: well i've i've been chief digital office until end of the year so i'm just chief innovation since the beginning of the year so i know both is sides. it a promotion or deep promotion
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it's a promotion actually i'm kidding sorry. no no it's no funny uh, so i think digital is very important so all comp everybody needs to get digital all the processes all the custom experiences need to be enhanced through digitalization but even fully digital, if you don't keep on innovating, you will be driven out of the marketplace, right? And that's that's for me the reason why I think Chief Innovation is even the next level and driving innovation across all areas of the company and trying to bring this innovative culture to all areas because innovation is not something you can only do from a central role. You only can maybe do some lighthouse projects, work on the big topics, but then Make innovation happen all across the, the company, and for me, the chief innovation office is really somebody who is living this innovation, who is driving this this new innovative project to the next level, and making sure that the rest of the companies is open to innovation and and trying to follow as soon as as fast as possible because it, the world is getting faster through digitalization, uh, and if you don't keep on innovating, I think you will you will die eventually. As you know now both sides of the
1: table so being a startup founder making that a big company right so mm-hmm. 80 million uh, revenue is um, a, a huge um, accomplishment and, and great kind of success story but you came from a small company that you grow big where you had everything under control and could act fast and now you had a massive huge organization i don't know how many employees does media market
0: saturn is a whole group yeah we have sixty-five thousand employees with a turnover of 22 billion in 15 countries all over europe so it's pretty massive, I would it's say. It's a huge company.
1: Normally, huge companies are moving slower. So how do you adapt your agility, your speed, all the change that you want to bring into the company? How, how do you move, get your
0: company moving fast? So let, let's start maybe from the start because MediaMarkt Saturn once was also a disruptor because when we started, we disrupted the whole consumer electronic space, right? We had a new concept that was disrupting existing players because with with new stores, with bigger assortment and better prices, we were disrupting. So the company was once very agile. Then after getting bigger, it was getting a little slower, but we always had this entrepreneurial spirit because our store managers actually are all entrepreneurs. They all have their own freedom and power to really change uh, stuff. And now with me in this place, I have a lot of freedom. Um, I have own budgets, own teams that work on new projects. Um, and then we try to take this new technology these new experiences to our countries and try to implement it there also as fast as possible so it's not as fast as a small startup but we try to bring the spirit uh, back to our stores and, and it has never vanished never vanished there because we always have been an entrepreneurial company and i think that's a big advantage and at the same time um, i think it, it helps us a lot because we sell technology Technology is the driver for change and therefore our people are more open to new innovation than maybe retailers from selling food or, or DIY retailers. So maybe that helps us also to keep these this new experiences to all of our parts of our organization.
2: So how do you make it safe for employees to innovate and fail? Because that's a, a common problem within larger enterprises is I, as a developer, am not incentivized to take risks, to try new things, to innovate. How do you facilitate that? How do you make it safe?
0: Yeah, especially in Germany is the problem, right? Germans always need to make it perfect. While Americans already conquer the world, we, we try to build a perfect solution. And and that's what's, what we really try to um, put into the DNA of our company, again, to really accept this failure. If something doesn't work, also talk about it and accept it and don't try to hide it behind some kind of of wall um, and and that's what i think we on a management level have to live and we we do it and we talk about it and we can only be be leading by um, by practice what you preach so right so we also make mistakes and we talk about it and and therefore try to encourage our employees to do the same apparently if you deploy a new version of the eap system we don't do not accept that this guy just tries out something new and then right. is not working anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah, two kind of speeds, right? So two there's kind of a speed to the customer and there's a speed
1: internally of systems that just need to work. Right? Yes,
0: that's true. And, and therefore, we. But as I said, you really need to talk about it and also really live it yourself and also accept that you also make a mistake and then talk about it. For me, that's, that's the best way to, to show it to the employees that this is the right way forward. You're one of the companies, especially in Germany, that
1: does very exceptional work when it comes to bringing a large cooperation together with startups, right? So I think the keyword here is Retail Tech Hub. Yes. So a little disclaimer for everybody that's listening in, because this is also one area where Martin and I know each other, as I'm uh, also helping there as a mentor from time to time, the startups um, that are there. So just um, that as a side note, but tell us a little bit about Retail Tech Hub, because yes. this seems to work out well, not only on just mm-hmm. setting up an incubator and trying something out, and then nothing happens, but really, using technology that comes up there than back yeah. uh, in the, the large corporation.
0: So as you learned, I'm a big fan of entrepreneurial spirit and I'm a big fan of startups because usually real disruption comes from startup, right? They, they usually bring up something new because they do not see the problems maybe a corporate sees and have a new idea and want to bring this to life, right? And, and this team is so full of energy and full of speed. It helps us to get much better, much faster. And that's the reason why we, we work with them very closely. And since I'm in this position as Chief Digital Office in 2014, we try to work with startups on all innovation projects. And Retail Tech Hub is an open innovation platform which we launched together with Plug and Play, the biggest accelerator here from the US. Um, Right,
1: they're coming from California. They come from
0: California, from Sunnywell, um, now spread all across the world. And we we brought them in to have this, let's say, American spirit stronger. And what we want to really bring to the table with Retail Tech Hub, we bring access to our stores our employees or our partners and help startups truly make the idea they have to make a pilot and truly see if this is something that's working or is it just a cool idea on a powerpoint right we do not give them money if they need money we help them to connect to venture capital but we really think what we can bring to the table is as i mentioned access to our systems or departments that they really want to work on and the idea is really to look for the most interesting startups for retail space on all verticals and all areas. So the whole value chain of retail, starting from the first marketing um, or awareness until let's say financing and service in the end. And as I mentioned, we want to really take a look at at retail from a broader perspective. So not only consumer electronics, but really all verticals. So food, groceries, uh, DIY, health, um, even, uh, even airport, um, retail, uh, because we really think that the change is transforming retail in total. And that's the reason why we have this, we launch it as an open innovation platform and we just manage that, um, uh, well, let's say we got a Schwarz Group with Lidl and Kaufland as our first partner. Also was a huge world. retailer um, in Central Europe. It's the fourth startup. biggest in the world actually. Yeah. I, I think most Americans know Lidl by now because they have been some, <laughs> doing some business here, yeah. so, some great work. And, and together we really want to have this platform to work with cool, interesting startups, um, work on pilots and afterwards share the knowledge we learned to learn faster and learn more efficient because innovation is so broad, and and most retailers are not able to really cover everything on their own. And and in this innovation platform, we also want to help the startups if they still need some support in platform business around legal, around marketing. So it's it's a it's a platform. It's a mix between an let's say I would call a regular accelerator um, and an open innovation platform. And I think. This is like the evolution of the accelerator which we are facing right now, and we try to be also here uh, in an early phase.
1: I think we can do a little advertising over here. So the 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 platform is open, right? So everybody can come in, yes. right? Participate. So it's not just a little in media market kind of things. So no, for other operations that would like to fully agree- to join it. Yeah. Um, so just maybe you do a little merchandising now for that. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, definitely. We we are in talks with many retailers, especially from Germany, but all across Europe, and uh, and really try to bring the build the I would call it European innovation platform for retailers. So our second partner, which joined us just a few weeks ago, is Aachener Grundvermögen. Um, it's a real estate company and they own most of the inner cities in Germany. They own real estate space and they apparently have an interest in real estate and retail. Um, yeah, they need to re-innovate that. Now. Re-innovate. And, and that's the reason why they joined. So very open to all kind of retailers from online pure players to multi-channel and also companies that are still offline retailers. Uh, because I really think it's, it's about, um, building the future of retail together because there's so much interesting stuff to do and why not do it together? Because as I mentioned, uh, if you try to do it on your own, most people will not be able to succeed because it's Mm -hmm. the the technology space is so big and most people I talk talk to are totally overwhelmed. They just sit there and say, okay, there's AR, VR, AI, (laughs) um, IoT, then there's voice. uh, What should I do? And then they just say, okay, I don't do anything and this is just, the wrong thing to do, <laughs> and that's the reason why we brought up this retail tech hub idea and say let's work together and and bring bring startups and retailers together to to work.
2: Do participants in this um, in this uh, incubation hub do, are they forced to expose their data and functionality through APIs, or do you have a common exchange format so that every all of the members can leverage the functionality, or how does that work? Do you have any mandates? The,
0: the, the only the only thing we ask from a partner is that they that they promise or they will do a pilot with startups at least one mm-hmm. per batch. so we have a regular batch program, and all the partners that come in need to do at least one pilot with a startup and share the pilot experience afterwards so we we try to make it very easy for entry uh, the as I said, the only thing they need to bring and that's also for many retailers still a problem being able to execute on a pilot because mm-hmm. not all of them are let's say. Experienced working with startups because it's often a different language and a, a different speed and you need to learn this But we also try to help here and that's our the smallest entry bar we try to put um, and, and really use this as as entrance But but we don't share right now n- not now uh, for API or data. It's just really trying to To share the, the, the common goal to to work on a new experience or a new process optimization yeah. this so Let's maybe
1: shift over that um, to a topic where that, that's currently going big press, mm-hmm. um, and press uh, and something very new that you recently launched, right? Yes. Everybody was talking about Amazon Go here in the market, but actually you did something very similar yes. called Saturn Express. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about that, what it is, and then we probably can dive a little bit into the technical details, how you've yeah. done
0: it. Just last like 11 days ago now, um, beginning of March, we launched Saturn Express. It's the first cashless store in Europe, cashless consumer electronics store, so it's a small format 120 square meters in Innsbruck, Austria and it's a regular Saturn but there's just no cash register, right? So actually we built this with a with a startup, a startup called Mishipay. Mishipay was part of the first batch of retail tech hub. so it totally worked out. Um and with Mishipay we realized the store experience where people come into the store, they download the app, they scan the article, they pay on the app and they leave. That's it. Right? And we we said, yes, we trust so much in this technology. We do not even build, there's not even a cash register for backup. So if the consumer does not have an app, he's not, or not have a smartphone, uh, he cannot buy, but you know... It's just a showroom for this person? (laughs) Yes, but we have enough smartphones, so we even sell them. If he doesn't have one, we can buy buy one from us, (laughs) apparently. we really like the, the concept of, of being fast and, as mentioned earlier, accept failure. Uh, so we said, yeah, let's try this very, first, very fast and, and we opened this for public immediately because we really said, yes, let's see how consumers react and let's see how we can learn from that.
1: Let's, let's talk a little bit about the motivation. So I read uh, different kind of reports that say how big the import is of waiting too long in line mm-hmm. and uh, how much that affects retail. What is your objective on that? So um, uh, what is the motivation behind that and what you would like to solve? Because I know that, so also from talks that we had um, privately, that it's not about getting people out of the store, right? So you don't want to get rid of employees, no. you want to focus more no. on... on uh, uh, consulting, really spending time with the customer. But yeah, maybe tell from your perspective yeah. about the so, motivation.
0: Yeah, maybe one step back. So we, we try to use digitalization for better customer experience and for more efficient business operations, right? In this case, it helps on both areas. So in this store, we even hired some new employees that help consumers to find their products. So it's not a store without people. There are people that focus only on helping consumers to find the right product or even help to install the app, right? Because we, we see ourselves as a day-to-day companion, partner, navigator of consumers in a more and more digital world, and therefore we also want to help them use their mobile device, maybe in a newer way. Uh, but the let's say the checkout process is something that is probably not something you really need in a in a retail environment. It has been there for, for a long time, like forever, but I don't think it's something that needs to be there in, in 10 years from now, right? Mm-hmm. And therefore we said, yes, let's see how this could work. And there are different, apparently different approaches. So Amazon Go is a concept where you just, you have to check in, right? And then you take it and then you just leave. So it's it's frictionless, not even existing, but you need an app to enter the store, right? Right. So if you don't have app, you cannot enter the store. We said, okay, let's try a different approach. Uh, Everybody can enter, everybody can take a look. It's a showroom as you mentioned, but then if you want to buy, you need the app, right? The customer has to scan himself. Apparently, if you have an, a basket size of, I don't know, 10 articles, that would be more difficult. But in our stores, it's, I think this would be close to one or maybe maximum two. So it's pretty convenient for the Product consumer. Plus accessory. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think nobody, nobody wants to wait in, in line for the cash register. So nobody likes that. It's just lost time, right? Yeah. And, and therefore, we said, yes, let's try out this new concept. And if it works, let's see how we can either bring parts of that to our existing stores that could be one option, or just roll out this concept because people love this, this cash dealer store. Um, and that's what we want to learn from here. So the motivation was really, like always, try to see how the future of retail could look like. And one part of this, maybe the checkup process will be different. And I mean, the easiest way, is as you all know, is like self-scanning cash registers, right? But I think this is just outsourcing the job to the, to the consumer. Uh, and It is
1: probably another line that that you need to wait on, right? So if I take yeah. an IKEA example, mm-hmm. right, the longest line is often in front of the self kind of same, checkout things, right? Same so for me. I
0: I, I also <laughs> use the self checkout regularly in our grocery stores, and always there's a line because some people in a, in front of me they cannot. They don't do it right, and then somebody has to come and reset it, and something is always
1: not working. And then there's missing trust, so you go there, you scan everything, you pay, but then there comes somebody that is checking, right. again, your bill yes. against your basket. There's right? this, so. this red
0: light and says, okay, this, this guy needs some extra. Yeah. And that's the reason why we said, let's let's do it this way. Um, and until now, we are very happy. I mean, it's only there for 11 days, right? But um, the, the people… Some numbers ex- that you can
1: already share or some outcome that you already know? I know it's early.
0: Yeah. I mean, apparently all kind of, of consumers, right? Some of them come in and, and for, even for me, it was very, very funny really to scan and then just leave, right? It feels funny because you, it's the first time you do it and you say, okay, is it now legal to leave the store yeah. Or, yeah. or do I steal it? You walked out slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a, apparently there's a security gate and, and people are cautious what happens now. Some people say, I don't have a smartphone i cannot buy okay they leave again and some people only come to the store to to try these new experiences right so the i would say the full range of of feedback but that's what we want to learn and and apparently we make we make sales every day in this location it's location where there's no other saturn so it's this is the only saturn we have in this in this location it's very convenient close to the main station in Innsbruck, to the train station um we are happy until now. And, um, I guess in a month from now we can share a little more numbers, but it's very early now. So
2: are you seeing any theft or anything, you know, any,
0: no, not, not yet. So there's a, apparently there are employees there. There's a security Okay. and, and maybe to mention it, it's apparently we, we use RFID as a technology. So each product has an RFID tech. Uh.
2: Um,
0: and the RFID tech is also the security, right? So customer, downloads the app, scans the product, um, and as soon as he pays, the RFID tag is marked as paid, and then he can leave. And if he does not pay, the RFID tag will sound alarm as soon as he leaves. Ah, So we, we said, okay, it's nice, but still selling consumer electronics, you need to take care a little bit more than maybe selling food. And that's the reason why we said we need this extra security, because our goods are usually pretty good on eBay. Um, and that's the reason why we have this, this security gate in place and until now we do not have any big uh, security problems. I,
1: I have another question on that because in that podcast we want to focus a little bit on the technology that is driving um, these things behind that. So you're using Michipay, um yes. for that, uh, one of the um, startups from the first batch of um, uh, the, the retail tech hub. Um, Many people that I talk about when it comes to innovating in store, they say, yeah, we would love to do it, but it's taking so much time. Mm-hmm. It's so much cost, so much effort. And you're somebody that is experimenting a lot. So there are also other examples yes. that we could talk about. Let's, but let's talk quickly about Saturn Express because there's something new. Can you share when came the idea up? How long was the implementation? You don't need to give us numbers, but just to on, on what the real cost mm-hmm. had been, but just for anybody else that says, Oh, I can't be innovative in retail because it's too much time, too much money. Um, and for me, this often sounds like an excuse. So maybe you can give us some insights how you have done that.
0: Yeah. Actually, we, we thought about this, let's say we thought about this cashierless store already, I would say, one year ago when, when Amazon Go, or one and a half year when Amazon Go was in the market. We thought, hey, can we look at this? But back then we we did not really proceed it because we, we thought about the cost and the time and internal processes, you know, we said, okay, let's wait. And then in Retail Tech Hub, um, we, we saw startups, right? And and pay was one one of the few hundred startups that was in the list. They pitched on Selection Day. We really liked the idea. So this was in September. We invited them for Retail Tech Hub. So they came in October. Uh, we had the first meeting with them in October. Um, we had the first meeting with the Austrian team in November. And in March, we are live. So. It's, awesome. it's like four months or three months because Christmas is in between. And in Europe, Christmas, there's not a lot happening, especially <laughs> in retail. So it was, I think, much faster than ever being achievable int- with internal only teams. Um, bec- Michi Bay already had a head start because they had the technology and they presented it to us. And we said, yes, this is what we want to do. We connected the teams. Um, and I think it's only for a fraction of the cost, which we would have invested by doing it on our own um, and still have the full learning. Um, we do not own technology, but I don't think we have to because we just want to give consumers a new experience, right? And that's, that's for me, the perfect example how working with a startup can make you much faster and much more efficient than you try to invent the wheel every time from your own, um, let's say, internal processes.
2: And I think what's unique about your org is that you're separate within right, the larger group, right? So you have an innovation Yes vertical groom um, how much do you think that contributed to your time to market because traditionally these projects just go on and on and yeah. on and on and I mean i I can imagine that was a pretty big uh, advantage for you
0: yeah we have a company that's called Memarker Tour next uh, where we as the name says try to see what's next and and it's an it's an own team that is more or less building the bridge between startups and the corporate world right so the team is able to bring own budget, own resources to the table and to be sure that a project project is being done fast and not, let's say, being discussed in a lot of committees and a lot of internal roadblocks that can happen. So as soon as we say we want to do it, uh, we look for an internal partner. And in this case, the Austrian team was really happy to do this. They said, this is perfect, fits to the brand Saturn. We want to achieve this. And really helped us to make this much faster than than the regular process. And I th- I think for innovation, you need this this fast track because if you try to do innovative project ne- next to, let's say, projects with a very high ROI or let's say at least a planned ROI, innovative projects will probably always lose, right? Because there's no immediate ROI, at least not none you can promise. And then, let's like, say, if you go to a committee and the committee can decide between a few big projects that really... I don't know, process optimization for for ERP or for process or you come with an innovative startup, I think in this case, the innovation projects will never win, right? Because there's always a huge backlog of other topics that need to be done. And that's, that's the point why I think you need this, this separate unit that is able to execute and is at the same time linked to the internal organization because um, only being separate from a big corporate does not also help you need to be able to scale afterwards right and therefore you need the link and also apparently the power of the existing corporation and i, I think we have we found a pretty good setup for our culture uh, that works good for us
1: yeah it seems to work out very well for you because there are a lot of things that you can can try out i know that you are working with robotics yes. on the last mile delivery right so this is one of the last mile delivery and in-store um, in store as well. Yes, He's right for um, uh, just store associates
0: or helping the consumer to find the way to the product. Actually, right. with Paul is one of the first uh, fully autonomous uh, retail uh, consumer electronics robot who he greets consumers entering the store and then brings them to the product. To any product or just specific products? Any product. He knows all the products in the store and uh, and brings the consumer there because that's another process we think. That is not to be done by employee because the employee can fully focus on helping the consumers find the right product and give them a really good consultant speech or consultant talk Um, and the robot can help the consumer to find the product and then he, he connects to a human to help the consumer to the next level. Yeah,
1: this is something that I personally could embrace to any DIY company because in any DIY market that <laughs> yes. I'm in, I'm never finding the product that I want. So I'm finding them after
0: time, but it costs me a lot of
1: time to get get to the right
0: thing. And and we did this with Paul because we realized that, you know, we always try to bring the best of both worlds together, right? And and online, you look for a product and or anything millisecond later you have a result, right? Mm-hmm. If not, you leave just. In an offline world especially diy same for me i go to the diy store and i'm always lost first i need to f- have i need to find an employee who is not hiding from me right <laughs> and then it he takes me there if if i'm lucky because maybe he doesn't even know the product because it's a new product it takes me a few minutes and therefore yeah. we said yeah let's let's try different ways how we can help the consumers so one is the robot We also built an app that uses indoor navigation based on visible light communication, helping the consumer find the product. And we even worked on a virtual assistant, an, an AR, an augmented reality assistant that helps the consumer find the product. So different ways how this could look like in the future because we think this is important for consumers if they're interested either to have a fast way to the product or maybe even an experience tour to be able to use this with virtual or digital assistance.
2: So let's look more at at your organization. Um, In a traditional IT organization, it's typically separated by job function. So Mm -hmm. there'll be a group of people who just do front-end development, there'll be a group of people who do uh, app development, there'll be a group of people who administer the databases, there'll be another group for the infrastructure, Um, and it tends to be very horizontally tiered. Um, How is your uh, organization, structured
0: yeah actually um, we have a few people that focus on innovation research so they their job is really to look for new technologies and see how they could impact our business right and we because we do not just do projects because technology is cool. we really want to see how can this technology be used to build a better custom experience Mm -hmm. better processes or even a new business model so their job is really to evaluate the market and to decide if we find a technology, when is the right time to do the piloting, because sometimes it's too early. Usually not never too late, but but sometimes it's too early. <laughs> and then also decide which is the right startup because if you choose the wrong partner, it will not work either, right? And then there's a there's a projects team and, and this this team is really there to facilitate this interaction because as I said we try to cover a really broad range of topics so all the way from from machine learning over voice to vr ar and iot and it's very tough to have always the right specialists on the team so the the projects team is really focused on on connecting the startups that are fully on in technology with existing mm-hmm. um with the existing company um for a few areas, we have own tech people, especially around machine learning and voice, which is very important for us right now. And they are really working and, and trying to see how we can just build very easy proof of technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently then there's the retail tech hub team that facilitates the whole, whole ecosystem of the startups. But, but I'm a big fan of, of working with startups. We do also not work with, with the big consultancies in this area. We usually really if we want to do something we look for a startup because i think there's always a startup somewhere in the world it works on a topic you try to solve <laughs> and that's my way um, to make it fast and efficient um, because before i start to build the the, the whole resources internally startups are alive and and after after learning from them then i can still decide okay now it's time to invest in, in this technology and and have own developers in this area which was, it's not always easy to find them very fast.
2: I love that model because it allows small vertical cross-functional teams to innovate and iterate very, very quickly. Yeah, without any technical debt or organizational overhead or anything of that sort. So I, I love that model.
0: We try to make it very lean, and as you mentioned, cross-functional, no silos. So just connect the right people uh, and make it work, and 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 stay lean. Right? If you if you like. Like say, if I now decide, okay, machine learning is big and it will be, and we have, I don't know, 50 people in machine learning, and then something happens and it doesn't come through like we planned, then maybe all the other topics we did not cover, right? And and we all know that retail is changing or the world is changing, but nobody can really predict the future. So that's the reason why we try to work on, on many areas. And hope to be in the right space at the right time. And better risk management, right? So often
1: large corporations say they are they, they like startups but can't work with them um, because it would be too much risk. But I see it actually the opposite, and you um, prove that this is uh, this is right because um, it helps you to not um, focus just on. F- one two topics with a very big team and then this is not working out but you can try out many things yes um, in a very lean kind of model and see what's working what is not working and adapt quickly yeah
0: and, w- and what we learned you know in the past we we had many discussions of of new features we want to implement and we had a lot of internal business cases and then decided and went full full into this one option and sometimes it turned out that it did not really come through because the consumer did not like it or it was badly implemented right and now we can really, as you mentioned, do it, do many things at the same time and then just see which one works and then scale this afterwards. And next to Michi Pay, they are like in the first batch of retail tech up, we had 10 startups. With nine of that, we do pilots right now. Um, so we learn from all of them. So starting from video reviews to optimization of, of the whole process after shipping out a parcel to the consumer. So making this a, a better experience. So all of them really helping us to get better uh, and stuff that really works, we can scale immediately. So that's, that's really the fun part about working with them.
2: Um, You know, another issue that I've seen a lot of organizations struggle with is the technical people tend to top out in individual contributor roles. So a software developer will cap out in pay and title in bonus benefits, everything but the only way for them to get ahead in the organization is to switch over to a management track. And what I see is a lot of good technical people who are perfectly happy doing technical development work and they end up going into the management tracks because that's the only way to get ahead. Do you have a a unique means of dealing with that? Do you have a parallel individual contributor and manager track kind of like Google has or Spotify?
0: Yeah, we, we are right now working on this because we are in the midst of a big technology transformation too. And in the past, we did not, we did not really have own technology developers. So we had an IT department, but they only, let's say, connected to external developers. And now we, we are just hiring them. And I really think what we try to achieve is to bring people in that really have fun in building the future of retail. Mm-hmm. Like, like you are the one building the first virtual shopping experience, right? Or building the first robot. I think it's really something for your own because th- those people really, they want to build something that that persists. It's about passion, right? It's Passionate. about passion that changes that changes yeah. the world. Not just building some kind of code in a in a big thing, but really being able to build something really cool. And and right now we are building tracks to to make it worthwhile for them to be in this tech track and not go only into the manager role because then they maybe they lose their their passion and but stay stay a pro in the area which they are good at and use this this power. But this is just something we are right now still working on. We're getting at the end of this recording. Um,
1: Thanks for everything that you contributed and all the insights that you shared. Um, You're working on so many things, so probably the last question is hard to answer, but what are the main new things, innovations that you're working on for 2018? Anything that you can share with us that is coming up
0: soon, so the next Saturn Express kind of thing that you might launch? Well, I mean, everybody can, can always look in the startups that are in, in Retail Tech Hub and we just announced uh, a second batch this week. So very cool technology there uh, all the way from next level of, of stores. So fully video based, for example, uh, without, without the scam process, that's something we will evaluate. So we will definitely do something around the, the store process. We will definitely keep on working on augmented reality i think that's a very big topic for for physical retail it can connect the dots between on and offline uh we we do some stuff around we will do some stuff around iot and apparently voice is is coming up strong in germany now so we will also be be there when when consumers start to interact with retailers strong on voice and some of the things we will do i don't know even yet uh, because as mentioned earlier mishipay just was a matter of four months so there will be a lot of stuff that i will get to know only in the next month which we will do in 2018 but i'm sure we will have a lot of cool projects um and hope that many many other retailers will follow us on this on this
2: track what an amazing model Uh, where can people learn more about retail tech hub
0: so uh, learn more where oh on retailtechhub.com uh So go to the website, everything is there, always the startups, we always, on the Facebook page of Retail Tech Hub, we always talk about events. So everybody's invited, probably for Americans, it's it's tough to come over, Uh, but Europeans always invited to visit our events. We have meetups where the startups present, we have demo days, uh, and we are very open to all areas. So all retailers, all startups, and all other professionals that are interested in the future of retail, because we really want to have this and keep this an open innovation platform, so even if you're a mentor like Dirk and they're interested in working with startups, a retailer who wants to join us on this journey, um, or a startup that says, I have, I have a cool piece of the puzzle for the future of retail, we are very keen to meet you.
1: Awesome. So thanks, Martin, um, for uh, all the insights. For the, I think it was a great session. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in. And wish everybody a great day. Thanks Thank so much. That's very great.